Hi, and welcome to Zurich's Future of Risk podcast. I'm Stephanie Gordon, your host for today, and our topic is insurance captives, an area of insurance structure that many people may not be familiar with. We're going to start by defining captives, talking about what might trigger a company to start thinking about setting up a captive, and some interesting trends that we're seeing and how companies use captives to their advantage. So I'm joined by Adriana Scherzinger, Head of Captive Sales and Execution at Zurich North America. Over her career, she's handled international corporate business in Latin America, reinsurance in Switzerland, and a captive fronting in Asia Pacific. Adriana, welcome, and thanks for taking the time to join me. Hi, Stephanie. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. So let's jump right in. Adriana, for listeners who might not be as familiar with today's topic, could we start by having you give a simple definition of what a captive insurance entity is? Yeah, a captive is a formalized form of self-insurance, an insurance company that is set up and wholly owned by a company not involved in the insurance sector to act as a direct insurer or reinsurer of the risks of the parent company and its subsidiaries. It's an independent legal entity license and it's managed in accordance with the applicable local laws and regulation of a specific domicile. So it's when a company who's not an insurer decides they want to set up their own internal entity and become self-insured, right? Correct. And there are key benefits of having such captive solutions. And some of those benefits include for example, cost control, right? By creating a single holistic platform for risk management, captives can improve cash flow management and investment returns, customizable uh, coverage, right? The great flexibility to develop tailored coverage for individual business provide increased risk management control, stability, right? As the captive is is not subject to the swings in coverage and pricing that occur in the commercial insurance market. Self-insurance through a captive provides incentives for its owners to reduce uh, or eliminate the potential for claims through proactive risk control and also claims management techniques. And one important additional benefit of a captive solution is gaining the direct access to the reinsurance market. In our cyclical commercial insurance industry, those benefits may be realized differently if the market is hard or soft in the categories of pricing, coverage, and capacity. Very good. Thank you. So if I can equate that to something... um, In my non-insurance life, this would be like as a homeowner, if I decide I want to tackle a a major home renovation project on my own rather than going out to a contractor. So I'm assuming the risk, but I also have a little more control over things like the cost and even the stability of, you know, hiring contractor fees in this day and age, right? Did I get close? Yes, Stephanie, the three C's, right? Cost, coverage, and capacity. So when would a company potentially want to start thinking whether it might be advantageous for them to think about this idea of setting up a captive? Are there some signs that, you know, within how their business is growing? And then how does the insurance market influence a company's decision to start thinking about this? You mentioned the hard and soft market cycle. So we know that figures in. Yeah. 
It's worth setting up a captive when the customer is willing to assume a considerable share of its own risk. So captives are self-insurance. Various captive structures are possible for risk financing of risks, right? So each resulting in a lower degree of retention and, and risk transfer. Establishing a captive or, or joining a facility requires middle to long-term commitment to fully capitalize on the main benefits we discussed before. And, and depending also on the type of captive solutions and structure, the capital required can be can vary from nominal to significant. So there are a few items an organization may evaluate in considering establishing a captive. And that includes questions like, does the customer, which is the parent company, right, and the subsidiaries have a favorable claims history? Is there sufficient premium volume to be seated to this captive so that it's worthwhile to incur all the costs of setting up and managing a captive. Will the parent and, and the respective owners have sufficient financial strength to be able to afford capitalizing a captive? And uh, at a time when we are seeing rate increases, right, or market as it in a line of business or a particular country, if the insurers can find a traditional cost-effective solution, the insured will basically retain that risks in its own P&L. The captive will help um, a company to formalize that risk retention process in a regulated and structured way. Thank you for explaining that. This is, in other words, this is more of a long game. This is not something that you jump in and out of, you know, becoming your own self-insured captive. You want to look carefully at these factors before you go ahead and proceed with that decision. And so along those lines, what kind of role does a traditional insurance company, Zurich in this case, have in helping a company explore or set up a captive entity if they're talking about becoming self-insured? Well, legislation in most countries require that insurance coverage is provided by a local admitted direct insurance carrier. As reinsurance captives are usually not licensed uh, to issue local policies, the risks that are initially in the written by a fully licensed local direct insurer like Zurich. Subsequently, the, the risks assumed by the direct insurance carrier are ceded to the captive on a reinsurance basis. Makes complete sense. So in this case, Zurich actually holds the first level of insurance, but as you say, we cede that back or through reinsurance that goes back into the captive company then. So it's definitely a relationship. Is there a period of doing some kind of feasibility or goal setting that maybe an insurer like Zurich does with a company? And then after the captive is established, where does the traditional insurer play a role? Well, the, the starting point, Stephanie, for creating a new captive should always be a detailed captive feasibility study, right? So this will assist in revealing the vital information for maximizing the benefits and answering essential questions. For example, a study can be used to determine the optimal program structure, risk retention, preferred domicile, fronting carrier, service providers, and detailed planning of the setup and licensing of a captive. Very good. So I want to use some of your background now. You've worked in the captive market, as we said in your introduction, on four different continents in Asia, Europe, South America, and now you're in North America. What kind of differences have you seen in the appetite for this captive structure um, in the various places that you've worked around the world? 
I've been involved in the reinsurance industry for 15 years now. <laughs> yeah, and, and during my <laughs> career, I, I have seen a few interesting things from time to time. One thing that appears to be consistent is that all things come back around, right? So soft market, hard market. Yep, soft market, hard market. <laughs> yeah. The current market conditions are surely prompting more and more discussions around captives globally, right? On a worldwide basis, 50% of captives are domiciled in the United States. Wow. Yeah. And over 30 U.S. states are licensing captives. And I have been speaking with domicile regulators, our customers, partners in the last couple of months, and I've seen a positive trends for captive utilization and formation across several U.S. domiciled. I have received many new inquiries in the United States that I have not been presented before. Risk can be first party or third party, and customers are creative in how they utilize their captive programs. As an example, a soft drink company captive is underwriting their vendor's business. It's interesting that you're seeing a marked change and increase in interest in, in establishing this new format. That's an interesting new trend that I'm sure you'll be watching. Adriana, we mentioned in your intro that um, you've done some moving around in your career and you've also recently moved to the Chicago area, which is pretty cool. Can you talk for a second about your new captives and um, alternative risk transfer? Sometimes we call that ART, your role Um Tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. Yeah, after various engagement at group and regional levels, right, the newly created role of the head of captive sales and execution was established at a country level, delivering on key initiatives across Zurich suite of single parent and cell captive solution. This role is designed to position Zurich as an industry leader in the market. Sure. My focus is on business development and further growing of our internal captive capabilities as a key element of our captive growth strategy. One of my first priorities is to expand my knowledge of the U.S. market and line of sight of what customers really value in their captives. I have concentrated on being present in the market, visiting various domiciles and participating in many captive events. Since starting six months ago in this role, I have expanded my remit to be more ART focused and dedicate to assuming additional responsibilities. I'm excited to further collaborate with customers, national account business unit leaders and underwriting teams across multiple line of business to successfully deliver holistic risk solutions. So first of all, congratulations on the new role. That sounds fantastic. It sounds like you're excited. Uh, also sounds like uh, if people are interested in learning more, you're definitely the right person to get in touch with. So why don't we end by looking forward just a little bit. Um, you talk about, you've been in a lot of events, you've been meeting with a lot of customers. What does the future of captive insurance look like? Are there new lines or areas that um, people are expressing an interest in? Do you think there's a fresh interest in showing the captive value over the long term? Stephanie, I'm seeing customers using their captive for multiple line of business. More and more risks are being placed into reinsurance captives, particularly for property, DNO, products liability. Also, I'm seeing customers use them beyond the traditional line of business, such as cyber, medical stop loss, and the international employee benefits, life, health, disability. Interesting. Many of our customers are putting more attention to environmental, social, and governments, ESG, right, issues mm -hmm. in their day-to-day -day operations. Captives 
can play a role in this transformation, helping facilitate and enhance an organization approach to ESG. Mm -hmm. Captives are no longer just on the agenda of risk managers, right? They have become a valid and strategic tool for human resources leaders to obtain flexibility and control over that captive benefits programs, covering their own employees. And captives have shown to be effective in providing superior levels of protection during the COVID-19 pandemic. Interesting. Overall, the existing captives are playing a bigger strategic role in 2022 renewals, affording customers more flexibility and options to manage this market cycle. I do expect that there will be some flattening of the premium rates at a certain stage, but this should not slow the use of captives. Captive customers required a talent team to deliver long-term success. Fronting captive carriers, reinsurers, and service providers that can demonstrate captive expertise through all market cycles. And that's, I'm sure that's, like you said, impacting 2022 renewals as well as going into 2023, right? Absolutely. We'll yeah. be seeing more of captives. <laughs> so thank you so much, Adriana, again, for joining us for the conversation today. It'll be great to talk again down the line later and see, as you say, if we're seeing some stability come into the market and flattening of rates, like you mentioned, but also additional trends that you see in captives arena. So thank you so much for joining me for this conversation today. This is, like I said at the start, I think captives concept is really interesting and unique and appreciate you sharing your expertise and global experience and years of knowledge with us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stephanie. It was a pleasure to be here with you today. And thanks to all our listeners for joining Zurich's Future of Risk podcast. We'll look forward to talking with you all again soon. Thanks. Future of Risk, presented by Zurich North America. If you like the show, we'd appreciate it if you left a comment or review wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Let us know what you think at media at zurichna.com and join us next week. The information in this audio recording was compiled from sources believed to be reliable for general information purposes and is intended for Zurich clients and business partners. The information contained here may be useful to you or your enterprise when developing your own policies and procedures. The policies and procedures applicable to your enterprise should take into account the specific circumstances of your business and business environment, which is beyond the capacity of this podcast. Any and all information provided is not intended to constitute advice of any nature and is specifically not legal advice, and accordingly, you should consult with your own legal counsel. We do not guarantee the accuracy of this information presented or any results and further assume no liability in connection with this recording and the information provided therein. Moreover, Zurich reminds you that the information provided cannot be assumed to contain every acceptable safety and compliance procedure or that additional procedures might not be appropriate under the circumstances. The subject matter of this recording is not tied to any specific insurance product, nor will adopting these policies and procedures ensure coverage under any insurance policy. We encourage listeners to seek additional information from credible sources. Thank you.